0: It's Ophira Eisenberg, host of Ask Me Another. Do not miss our live taping at the Bell House on Wednesday, June 17th with special guest you-know-her-as-crazy-eyes from Orange is the New Black, Uzo Aduba. Go to amatickets.org.
1: From NPR and WNYC, live from the Bell House in beautiful Brooklyn, New York, It's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia, Ask Me Another. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
0: Thank you, Jonathan. I miss answering machines. I always thought it was cold to break up with someone over the phone, but you could leave it on your outgoing message, and that was fantastic. Very efficient, especially when you're dealing with a lot of people. But our VIPs use their outgoing message for good, not evil. Uh, Fans could call a number and they would get a song. Our VIPs are familiar faces around here. They might be the band that sings the most famous rock song about the capital of Turkey. They might be my favorite band named after a conditional statement. They might be giants, everybody. Our first game is called Hey, I'm Walking Here. Let's welcome Kimberly Isaacs and Molly Lisenko. You guys are both New Yorkers? I'm from New Jersey. You're from New Jersey? Yeah. <laughs> wow, mild applause for that. Uh, what's your biggest complaint, Molly, about tourists coming to New York? I don't know if it's a complaint, but the best thing I've ever heard there was a little kid in front of me on my way to work one day. Yeah. And he stopped his mom. He's like, Mom. And she was really annoyed. She's like, what? And he's like, why do they all look up? And I was like, yeah, why do they all look up? And I I don't know. (laughs) So we don't have to look at each other in the eye, I think is the answer. Oh, wow. Kim, what do you hate that people uh, stereotype New Jerseyans as? Uh, I guess when tourists come, they don't actually want to be there. (laughs) So. <laughs> they don't want to go to New Jersey? No, but they're there anyway, so... They, what, they made a wrong turn? Yeah, they were looking up and didn't see where they were going? No, they're always complaining about it, so... Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, in New York, pedestrians rule the streets, which is one of my favorite things. You know, we don't walk. It's called advanced walking, because it's our transportation. And it also means many of us have been hit by a cab, but thanks to Dustin Hoffman and Midnight Cowboy, we know when that happens, you don't say I'm sorry or make sure everyone's okay. You just punch your hand on the hood of the car and yell, Hey, I'm walking here! So in this game, you're going to yell variations of that line. So let's go to our house musician, Jonathan Colton, for an example.
1: So if we said, Mister, you can't put your car in front of that fire hydrant, you'd respond, Hey, I'm parking here!
0: Okay, great. So your answers will kind of rhyme with the original quote. Ring in, we know the answer. And the winner will move on to our Ask Me One More Final Round. At the end of the show, you call yourself a plumber. You're doing a really bad job of applying that bead of silicone around the sink. Kim. Hey, I'm cocking here. (laughs) Yeah. I know you wrote the book, A Brief History of Time, but your theories of the universe are way too long and talk about a bummer ending. Kim. Hey, I'm Hawk in here. <laughs> you say you're from Casablanca, but only your country knows its Tangine from its couscous. Kim. Hey, I'm Rock in here. <laughs> hey, I'm Rock in here. <laughs> Here's looking at Yusuf.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's good. You must really think you're some kind of Middle-Earth wizard writing one book turned into three movies. Molly. Hey, I'm Tolkien here. <laughs> Tolkien. Yeah. Tough talk from Middle-Earth. Just because you played Captain Hook in the TV version of Peter Pan Live does it mean you can talk real weird. Oh, yeah, and you know what? Less cowbell. Molly. Hey, I'm Christopher Walken here. (laughs) There you go. Hey, you, stop standing there staring at me with your mouth wide open. Kim. Hey, I'm Gawkin here. Yeah, said every male construction worker ever. All right, this is your last question. I know you wrote The Newsroom and The West Wing, but you don't know normal people. They don't walk and talk fast. (laughs) Molly. Hey, I'm Aaron Sorkin here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you made that all, like, cute about it. Yes, you're correct. Well done. Puzzle guru John Chinesky, how did our contestants do? Well, it was Kimberly who was dominating here She is going to move
3: on to the Ask Me One More final round At the end of the show, congratulations
0: Our next game is called Egalitarian Nerds Maps Say hello to our next contestant Sam Drazen and Rebecca Lindner Jonathan Uh, What is this game about?
1: Egalitarian Nerds Maps, Mm -hmm. aside from being an awkward phrase, is also an anagram of the phrase presidential anagrams.
0: Yeah, see? How much fun is this already? As we
1: all know. In this game, we'll give you a phrase that is an anagram of one of the 43 U.S. presidents, and you have to identify which one. Let's go to our puzzle guru, John Chinesky, for an example. If we said, ran trashy rum... That would be an
3: anagram of Harry S. Truman.
0: Obviously.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> and the answers will consist of only the president's first and last name, unless we tell you otherwise. <laughs> it's all going to be great. Don't be nervous. It's going to be totally fun. Anagrams are easy, right, everybody? <laughs> Here we go. Adman Josh. <laughs> Rebecca. Rebecca. John Adams? Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> See? Apparently I did. You, yeah. <laughs> All right. Rancid Horn Mix. <laughs> Sam? Richard Nixon. Uh, yes, except I, I we need the middle initial here. Can you give me the middle? M.
4: That's yes, it. Yes, that's yeah. <laughs>
1: I like this one very much. Hairball con man. Mm. Sam. Now I just realized what I was thinking is completely wrong. Um, <laughs> say it anyway, because it'll be funny. Uh, oh, no. Wait. Abraham Lincoln. Yeah! yeah! All right. Last minute redemption. There we go. <laughs> He's a towering gong. That's one heck of an anagram Not all of these are descriptive of the presidents, by the way <laughs> Sam Warren G. Harding uh, That's a good guess, but that's incorrect Rebecca, do you know who it is? Um. He's a towering gong Just rearrange the letter so that it spells the name sure. of the U.S. President. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like the answer's right in there Yeah. <laughs> Sherman? No
1: Sh- Sherman, is, <laughs> Sherman is incorrect <laughs> in a couple of different ways
2: It's <laughs> not,
0: I don't know
1: No, the answer, well, uh, the answer we were looking for was George Washington That makes a lot more sense That makes Mm. more sense (laughs) A granola nerd Uh, How about a hint from John Chinesky? Yeah, sure He
3: was hardly a granola nerd Though he had been an actor and the governor of California
1: Sam Uh, Richard, uh, no, wait Ah, crap (laughs) I'm from California. Wait, I've told Ronald Reagan. There we go. Yeah. Ronald Reagan is the right not, answer. Not proud that he was our governor, but something I should know. <laughs> this is your last clue. Dang clever lover. Oh, yeah. All right, how about a hint from Mr. Chinesky? He was a dang clever lover and
3: admitted to possibly fathering a child out of wedlock, but that didn't stop him from winning two non-consecutive terms.
1: Sam. Grover Cleveland You are correct Dang clever lover Dang clever lover
0: Because he could last For two terms
1: Grover (laughs) Cleveland
0: He needed a break But he needed a break John Chinesky How did our contestants do? Well the
3: popular vote Says that Sam won that one He's going to our Ask Me One More Final Round Way to go Sam
0: on Facebook and Twitter, we ask people to send us an interesting piece of trivia that they heard uh, or read somewhere. It doesn't have to be true. It, it could be false. We They'll just let us figure it out. Uh, so, all right, Jonathan. Yeah. I'm going to do something for a second, okay? All right. Ready?
1: Yeah.
2: <sighs>
0: yeah. You yawned. So, uh, J. Michael Spencer from Medford, Massachusetts sent us this piece of trivia. Psychopaths aren't susceptible to contagious yawning.
1: I feel like, I feel like you just tricked me. <laughs> Did they do these tests in front of uh, live audiences?
0: <laughs> Mostly during uh, public radio show tapings.
1: <laughs> I confess I had a little, a little temptation to yawn. Really? <laughs> Yeah, but I felt like it was going to be rude to yawn in front of all these people.
0: That is the kind of justification a psychopath would give. Is it? Is it? But do you think that's true or false, that little bit? Uh,
1: I, I, it, sounds like it, it sounds like it might be true. I haven't known a lot of psychopaths, as far as I'm aware. Do
0: you know how to define a psychopath? Uh, it's
1: a yeah, slip- somebody who never yawns, right?
0: <laughs> they say generally, psychopaths are people who lack, exhibit a lack of emotion, particularly shame or guilt... But they are selfish and overconfident. This sounds like everyone I know, by the way. Yeah, I know I was um, gonna say,
1: wait a minute, a little close to home. They
0: have, <laughs> they have poor impulse control and they have a lack of empathy. Right. That's the main one I think. They feel. have
1: to they have to figure out what how humans behave and then they behave that way. Right. So nobody knows.
0: Exactly. But they're psychopaths. <laughs> That's right. So yeah, still you still have an answer though. True or false, psychopaths? Uh, I'm gonna
1: say I'm i am going to say that, that is uh I'm gonna say that, that Is true.
0: Okay, there's no experiment that has been done to verify this. But there seems to be a connection between contagious yawning and feeling empathy towards people. Isn't Mm -hmm. that weird? Mm -hmm. Uh, A University of Leeds experiment put test subjects in a room with a researcher who yawned 10 times in 10 minutes, and the subject that yawned the most scored higher on empathy tests. Well, there you go. I would love to see an empathy test. It was like, how often do you feel sorry? (laughs) Uh, yeah, it is true. And uh, most children under the age of four also do not yawn contagiously, so that is proof that toddlers are psychopaths. That I believe.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: So thank you to J. Michael Spencer for sending us that fact. Coming up, they've written about presidents, palindromes, and a particle man. Now they might be giants who will lead us in a game that is so wrong. It's right. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is NPR's Ask Me Another. This episode and the following message are made possible by RDO, a digital music service powered by over 35 million songs, announcing Audio Select, a new subscription plan designed for mobile listeners. With Audio Select, listen to ad-free online stations based on a song, artist, genre, mood, and more. And download 25 songs to listen offline on your mobile and other devices. Find more at rdio.com select. And while I'm at it, hey, thanks so much for listening to Ask Me Another. Hey, are you looking for a recommendation for a movie this weekend? Or are you still digesting that last amazing episode of your favorite television show? You should check out NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour. It is good conversation about the very best things out there to watch, listen to, or read. Find something new that makes you happy. Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR. Find it now. At npr.org slash podcasts and on the NPR One app. You're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR and WNYC. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and with me is our house musician, Jonathan Colton. Our next game is called This Land Is What Land, and to play, we have Josh Suture and Diana Quick. <laughs> Uh, Have you guys ever wondered where certain places get their names? Nope. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Well, after this game, lucky for you, you'll still have no idea. You'll learn nothing. But what we're going to do is we're going to give you fake origins for the names of real geographic locations that end in the letters L-A-N-D. For an example, don't worry, let's go to John Chinesky.
3: If we said this country was named after the author of The Telltale Heart, you would answer... Poland, land as in Edgar Allan Poe. All right, okay. you can boo. You can boo if you want to. I'm used to it by now,
0: really. I know, it's like these, these games will go in our groaner edition. I know. All right, so ring in when you know the geographical location, and of course the winner will move on to our Ask Me One More Final Round at the end of the show. This U.S. city is known for its craft beers, but named after a fortified wine that you might buy in Lisbon. Diana. Portland. Portland is correct, exactly.
1: This Asian nation is very formal, which is why it's named after the article of clothing that men wear around their necks. Diana. Thailand. Thailand is correct.
0: You know what place sucks? Bolo, Thailand. (laughs) This semi autonomous region was founded by people with the last names Brown, Bayo, and Bacula. <laughs> Josh. Scotland. Scotland.
1: This island nation took its name from a type of paperboy featured in a 1992 movie and a 2012 Broadway musical.
2: <laughs>
1: a type of paperboy. A type of singing paper boy. <laughs> x 3 X-Tree. Yes, Josh. New Zealand. New Zealand, right.
0: The inhabitants thought about naming this place Myrtle or Moss or Mint, but they simplified it because those were all shades of this. Josh. Greenland. Greenland is correct.
1: Rise and shine, this U.S. peninsula, was named after the vowel sound in words like rise and shine.
0: Diana.
2: Long Island? That's right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful accents.
1: Yes, beautiful accents. Beautiful
0: description. Mm -hmm. Great drink.
1: (laughs) Oh, they're iced tea. (laughs) They're iced tea. (laughs) Very good iced tea. Yes, very
0: highbrow. If this Australian state had an anthem, it would be Bohemian Rhapsody as it was founded by a group of Freddie Mercury impersonators, which would be amazing. Josh? Queensland. Queensland is correct. (laughs) Home of the We Will Rocky Mountains. (laughs) Puzzle guru John Chineski. How did our contestants do? They
3: are going to declare a national holiday in Joshland because Josh is the winner. Congratulations. (laughs)
0: Congratulations, Josh. It's time to welcome back to the show our favorite musical duo. They've come all the way from Brooklyn to Brooklyn. They might be giants. Hello! Guys, 2015, huge year for you. You're reviving Dial-A-Song. Correct. Yes. Okay, remind us for people who don't remember what that is and why are you bringing it back?
5: Dial-A-Song was a phone machine in 1983, up through I forget which year, which played songs by the MLB Giants when you called the phone number, which was actually John Flansburgh's personal telephone number. <laughs> <laughs> and we're actually doing a sort of a new, you know, third millennium version where, where it's, it's uh,
6: It uses some digital thing that I don't understand. It's called MP3s, (laughs) John. Yes. We basically wanted to just try something different, give ourselves a challenge. We weren't tired enough. So um, we basically are posting a new song every week online, and uh, it's at a website with the mysterious name dialasong.com. And uh, there is a phone line. There's a toll-free phone line. It's 844... uh, What is it? Uh, (laughs) 387. <laughs> Three, 6962. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's exactly what it sounds like. You just hear a song.
0: So, 52 songs. 52 songs. 52 videos.
6: 52 videos. That's right.
0: Are you regretting this idea? Totally. Oh, yes. really?
6: We're, yeah. we're, we're scraping the barrel now. <laughs> yeah. The songs are horrible. Well, um, you know, Jonathan Colton, we are sharing a stage with Jonathan Colton, who's uniquely qualified because he also did a thing a week project about 10 years back. And. I've got a question, Jonathan. Yeah. Jonathan, did you actually have a backlog of songs when you started your Thing A Week project? Because we're just trying to copy your idea.
1: Right. I think we're doing it wrong. I, uh, actually, I, already. I didn't have a huge backlog of songs. I admit that I did, I did cheat. There were a couple of weeks where I just couldn't get it together and I had to, I had to do... Uh, you got Diane Warren in there and... Right, no, I had to do a couple, I did a couple of cover songs over the course of the year, which I feel like was cheating, and I did a couple of new recordings of songs that I had never recorded before, so there was a new recording every week. And I did write a lot of songs, and it was excruciating and terrible. But, you know, you're making up your own rules, so however you want to do we it. We are. Fine, you're, right. Right? you're right. That's
0: true. Now, back, John Linnell, back when you guys did this in uh, late 80s, right? Yes. 85, '86. Well, eight, eight,
5: early 80s. Was early when the 80s. The song began. In the okay.
0: Early. You guys would do some, like, fun marketing surprises. Like, you'd be like, okay, you can call free from work, like, when that was that a was thing. A,
5: that was, yeah, I think John made up that expression. And, yeah. And T.M.
0: me. Caught fire. Do you have any surprises in store for this round? The digital round?
6: Um, I'm trying to figure out how to do an actual 8-bit video game with a song attached to it
0: nice. as an
6: idea. Because I like that stuff because yeah. it's nuts.
0: John Flansberg, what do you think? Another 20 years, will you do this again?
6: Absolutely.
0: How will it be delivered this time?
6: From a hospital bed, Ophira. <laughs>
0: And I know because you're slackers that you're also uh, working on not one, but two albums. Oh, yeah. Two yeah. Albums. Oh, yeah. One for adults, one for children. Yeah, there's this, one, there's this one song we're working on
6: called Thinking Machine, and it was revealed as we were finishing it that Linnell thought it was for the kids' record <laughs> and I thought it was for the adults' yes. record. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. And I believe my response was a swear word.
0: <laughs> right. Nice. Well, let's, let's get to the game called Wrong, Wrong, Wrong. Let's welcome Jennifer Keating and Dan Cardillo. Hi, Dan. Hi. Hi, Jennifer. Hi. Jennifer, what would you say is your trivia area of expertise? Um, I would say music of the 80s. Music of the 80s. Yes. All right, very mm-hmm. good. And Excellent. Uh, thank you. <laughs> All right.
1: How are you doing? <laughs>
0: And what do you know nothing about? Anagrams of president's names. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody does. There were so many people that are turned off the radio and turned it back on. <laughs> Dan, how about you? What's your area of expertise?
1: Uh, that would be Star Wars. Star Wars? Oh yeah.
0: And what do you know nothing about?
1: Um, they might be giants. <laughs> hey guys.
0: Oh. <laughs>
5: Snap. Well, this is your introductory course.
0: <laughs> Level 101. All right, so John Flansberg and John Linnell, tell us about the true name of this game is called... The calls. name of
5: the game we're about to play is...
0: Wrong. Wrong. Wrong! 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 So you've probably heard that saying, there's no such thing as a stupid question right? Uh, Well, there are questions that you're going to get wrong, no matter what. So that's what this game is all about. We'll ask you some questions, and you're going to get them all wrong. So when you know the wrong answer, ring in. And the winner of this round will win their very own customized They Might Be Giants ringtone. And the loser will also get a ringtone by They Might Be Giants, but it's not going to be as catchy. All right, so take it away,
5: John Leno. Okay, question number one. The Declaration of Independence was signed on what date in 1776? Jennifer.
0: How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying.
5: (laughs) Wrong. Wrong. Not How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. And not July 4th, either. That was when the document was approved and adopted by the Continental Congress. Most of the delegates didn't sign it until August 2nd, and the thing you said is the name of some
6: musical.
0: (laughs) All right, it's going great. John (laughs) Blasberg.
6: People, listen up. This is the next question. In what famous American museum would you find George Washington's wooden teeth displayed?
0: Jennifer. The Smithsonian? Uh, Wrong! Uh, George
6: Washington's teeth, uh, uh, are, they weren't wooden in the first place. It was just a myth. So the answer is the Museum of Nowhere.
0: Yeah! Um,
6: check it out. Cindy Lauper had four hit
5: songs off her debut album, She's So Unusual. Please sing us the chorus of the first hit single, written by Lauper.
7: Dan She's not unusual to be loved
5: (laughs) by anyone (laughs) 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 Wrong Sorry It's not whatever that was Uh, The correct answer is Time after
6: time Which Lauper co-wrote This is fun Yeah I know (laughs) Contestants On what continent would you find The largest desert in the world Dan Asia
5: (laughs) Wrong (laughs) Not Asia A desert is an area that gets little or no rain And most of Antarctica Nearly 14 million square kilometers Qualifies As a desert Wait, isn't isn't that Isn't it tundra down there? I'm trying to use my condescending voice in my responses. I'm really cultivating. Because you know nothing about They May Be Giants, I should tell you, we're actually nice people in person. But we're playing jerks on this show.
6: You kind of got to get to know us a little bit better.
0: Dan is challenging you, though. He's saying
6: it's it's mostly tundra. I have no idea. I'm just reading a piece of paper (laughs)
5: that says... That Antarctica qualifies as a desert. This one says it here. All right. Uh, last question. How about some math? The rapper Ja Rule was born on February 29th, 1976, which was a leap year. How old will he be in 2016? Dan.
7: F- five.
2: <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. Wrong! Wrong! Wrong!
5: You'll be 40, like <laughs> everyone else, born in 1976.
0: Thank you for playing our game! I feel like we have an interesting situation Puzzle Guru John Chinesky How do their contestants do? Well, here's the thing Yeah. Uh, Dan got more questions
3: wrong Yeah Um, So I think maybe he wins But I like How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying It's my favorite musical So I'm prepared to give it to Jennifer
1: (laughs) That sounds fair
0: Okay, John Flansburg, Jennifer is the winner. Let's hear her ringtone. Jennifer
2: Keating, it's your phone ringing. Yeah. Jennifer Keating, it's your phone ringing. Your phone's
0: ringing. Nice. Yeah. And now we get to hear Dan's less catchy winning ringtone. Dan Cotillo
4: Pick up the phone Pick up the phone I said Dan Cotillo Pick up the phone Pick up the phone I said Dan
0: They Might Be Giants has a little tune for you that you may be familiar with called Birdhouse in Your Soul I'm your only friend, I'm not
4: your only friend, but I'm a little glowing friend. But really, I'm not actually your friend, but I am. Looking there in the alley by the light switch, who watches over you? Make a little birdhouse in your soul, not to put too fine a point on it. Say I'm the only bee in your bonnet. Make a little birdhouse in your soul. I have a secret to tell from my electrical well. It's a simple message and I'm leaving out the whistles and bells. So the room must listen to me, belabous to vigilantly. My name is Blue Canary, one not spelled L I T E. My star is infinite, like the Longines symphony it doesn't Look Blue Canary and the other by the light switch, who watches us? House in your soul Not to put too fine a point on it Say I'm the only bee in your body Make a little birdhouse In your soul But really, I'm not actually your friend. But I am. There's a picture opposite me of my primitive ancestry, which stood on rocky shores and kept the beaches shipwreck free. Though I respect that a lot, I'd be fired if that were my job. After killing Jason off and countless screaming Argonauts, blue bird of friendliness, like guardian angels, it's always near. Two canary in the alley by the light switch. Who watches over you? Make a little birdhouse in your soul. Not to put too fine a point on it. Say, I'm the only bee in your bonnet. Make a little birdhouse in your soul. And while you're at it, leave the nightlight on. Inside the birdhouse in your soul. Not to put too fine a point on it. Say, I'm the only bee in your bonnet. Make a little birdhouse in your soul. Why you had it? Keep the nightlight on inside you. the birdhouse, Make a little in, birdhouse your in your soul. Not to put too fine a point on it, sure I'm the only bee in your bonnet. Make a little birdhouse in your soul.
0: Coming up after the break, we'll have a game inspired by that Nobel Prize-winning scientist, Sting. So stay tuned. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. a reminder if you're looking for a great place to find everything you need to know about what's going on out there in the world of pop culture listen to NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour. It's great conversation about the very best things out there to watch, read and listen to. Find your new favorite movie, your new best television show, your new amazing read. Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR. Find it now at npr.org slash podcasts and on the NPR One app. Welcome back to Ask Me Another, NPR and WNYC's hour of trivia, puzzles, and word games. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and joining me is our house musician, Jonathan Colton, and our puzzle guru, John Chinesky. Our next contestant is on the line. Hi, you're on Ask Me Another. Hi, this is Alana Perel calling from Novato, California. That doesn't sound, you made that up. That's not a real place. Not to be confused with Nevada. Not to, Nevada, California? That is when you really know someone did not go to a good school. Uh, Here's a question for you. Yes? Are you at Mm -hmm. all involved with the mafia? The Jewish mafia, if that's the thing? Sure, yeah, I like the way you're going with this, yep. No, but I'm convinced it exists. Is there a specific reason why you're convinced it exists?
5: My dad seems to know everyone.
0: (laughs) There's a fine line between an organized family and just a lot of family. Oh, yeah. Like, that guy is related to this guy. I went to school with him. Like, oh, okay, cool. (laughs) I ask you because this game is called Goodfellas. Oh, wow. Uh, But it's not exactly a mob game. All the answers in this game are real people who, although they were never in the mob they could be considered good fellows because they have the word good in their name. This would be good. For example, if I said, this civil rights leader never cased a joint, but he did hear a lot of cases, as the U.S. Supreme Court's first African-American justice, that would be, of course... Thurgood Marshall? Yeah, all right, yeah. Let's play. Okay. Instead of sleeping with the fishes, this world-famous primatologist has been sleeping with the chimps in Tanzania. Jane Goodall. Yes, correct. This actor played the Don of the Connor household on the sitcom Roseanne and is the voice of a real monster. John Goodman. John Goodman. Talk about wise guys. This Pulitzer Prize winning biographer has written about a lot of wise guys, including Abraham Lincoln, Theodore Franklin, and Eleanor Roosevelt. I'm completely blanking. I would give you a hint, but I have no idea how to do that.
3: <laughs> she's, uh, her mob name would be like Doris Three Names, because she's got three names.
0: Oh, Doris Kearns Goodwin? Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> Doris
0: Three I Names. Doris Three names. names. She played a woman whose husband was literally going to the mattresses with three wives in the HBO series Big Love. Oh, Jennifer Goodwin. Jennifer Goodwin, that is correct as well. This is your last question. Bada-bing, he invented vulcanized rubber. Bada-boom, he had nothing to do with the major tire company named in his honor. Someone Goodyear? <laughs> Char-
3: Charlie, they call him Charlie Blimp.
0: Charlie the Blimp. <laughs> Charlie the Blimp. Yeah, we're, gi- we're giving that to you because there's no reason to know that person's first name. No. Well done, Alana, you <laughs> basically you. got them all correct. We are gonna send you a limited edition Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. Ooh. I know. Congratulations. Look forward to receiving that. I will attempt to solve it. If you think you're a real wise guy or gal, then let's see if you have what it takes to join the puzzle family. Send us an email at askmeanother at npr.org, and we'll send you a contestant quiz to see if you can be on our show. For a game titled Fields of This, let's say hello to Kate Costanzo and Stephen Gann. Kate, what are your feelings on the artist Sting? Well, recently I had a conversation with my boyfriend where I was under the impression that Sting was a member of the band U2. So <laughs> I think it's safe to say my feelings are pretty neutral. <laughs> yeah. uh, and what did your boyfriend respond to that? He just gave me one of those, oh, honey, looks. <laughs> Stephen, how about you? What's your feelings about Sting?
1: Every breath I take, I dream of the blue turtle. Oh, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. Did you like that, Dream of the Blue Turtles? Was that one of your favorites?
1: I've heard literally one song off of it. Which
0: one? <laughs> um, Fortress Around Your Heart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well.
1: It's a great review you just gave of that album.
0: <laughs> right. How <laughs> did you think stings. of it? I've heard a song. Technically,
1: I've heard one of the songs.
0: <laughs> uh, Jonathan, Sting fan?
1: Uh, Sting fan uh, is there a chance we're going to book him on the show ever
0: (laughs) yes yes
1: I'm a big fan of Sting Uh. (laughs) I like the police but uh, you know Sting like all of us has had a slow gentle slide into dad music (laughs) so we have rewritten that classic Sting song Fields of Gold to be about other elements on the periodic table (laughs) your job is to tell us which elements we are singing about And uh, luckily, John Linnell from They Might Be Giants is going to accompany me on the accordion. And that is the way that Sting intended for all of his songs to be played, (laughs) is with an accordion. All right, are you ready? It's It's a beautiful song about the periodic table.
2: you remember me. when you hear my voice. I sound just like a chipmunk. It's the gas I sucked from a big balloon. I could float in fields of this.
1: Stephen, helium. Helium is correct.
0: I do think a lot of NPR listeners will be like, Finally a part Finally. of the show that I enjoy. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I like when they're not just talking and
1: talking.
2: Makes the diamond hard and the graphite soft. It's present in all life forms. Gives us coal to burn. Lets us grill our steaks. The earth's a field of this. Steven, carbon. You got it.
1: It always starts this way.
2: It's a noble gas, highly volatile. It's in the lights on Broadway. With relentless glare from its bright red tint. I can't sleep in fields of this. Kate. Neon. Neon is correct.
0: <laughs> Noble gas by day, stripper by night. <laughs> I feel like the accordion is like adding really, some extra. I, really yeah. It's really, is
5: adding a lot. It's making it very special. It's, it's a, an instrument of evil in
3: this case.
2: <laughs> <laughs> In my vitamins In the chalk at school I taste this in antacids I can feel it now In my teeth and bones We are filled with fields of this Kate Calcium Calcium, yes
1: (laughs) (laughs) These these lyrics are taking a lot of the heart out of this song (laughs) (laughs) usually much more of a love song.
2: It's
7: going right into the bones. It's going right into the, calcium, the
2: bones.
0: calcium, right into yeah, the bones. nice.
2: <laughs> this one is required for fire And it's in the water that quenches It's a network for women too We can breathe in fields of this
0: Oxygen. Oxygen. (laughs) (laughs) Lifetime is incorrect. (laughs) (laughs) All
1: right, this is your last clue, because it's the end of the song.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Too soon.
1: I know. Feels like we just started.
0: I know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You'll remember this radioactive stuff. Named for an ex-planet Cause it's time to set off my giant bomb Nothing left but fields of this Just decay from fields of this There's nothing left but fields of this Steven.
1: Plutonium. You got it. John Chinesky, who is Sting's best friend? Oh, we have a tie. They're
2: his best friend.
3: Here's our tiebreaker, get ready. What kind of field surrounds objects that can attract pieces of iron, nickel, and cobalt?
1: An electromagnetic field.
3: Yes, an electromagnetic field. Stephen, well done, you're moving on to the final round.
0: Let's welcome back, they might be giants as we set up for our final round. Hey, John, John, Marty, what are you guys going to play? So uh, this uh,
6: song is about a a real-life guy named uh, Nikolai Tesla. Say it right. Say it right. Or you'll have to re-record the whole vocal again. (laughs) Everybody says Tesla. You're forgiven for saying it wrong. Not the band, not the car, the man.
7: Tesla. Brought the X-ray photo to the world. Brought the AC power to the world. Here is a mind that can see across space. Here is a mind soaring free. Light turns to sound, and sound turns to waves, and waves turn to all things pure. would drive one insane how can that knowledge be tamed Tesla Usher the radio wave into the world Usher the neon light into the world the hotel New Yorker he's dead on the floor the body of Nikolai Justice papers, no family to tell Under the windows, birds fly And under an X-ray of Mark Twins skull, The plan for the death race design Tesla Brought the radar detection
4: to the world Ushered remote control into the world
7: He brought the bladeless
4: turbine Into the world Usher the neon line Into the
0: world That was so cool. One more time for They Might Be Giants. Now we're to crown this week's grand champion, so let's bring back from, hey, I'm walking here, Kim Isaacs. From egalitarian nerd maps, Sam Drazen. From this land is what land, Josh Sutcher. And from fields of this, Stephen Gann. Our puzzle crew, John Chinesky, will lead our Ask Me One More final round called Melted.
3: The name of this game is Melted because Melted is the opposite of Frozen. I'll give you the opposite of a well-known movie title, and your job is to give me the real title. So if I said, the angel wears Payless, you'd say the devil wears Prada. We're playing this spelling bee style, so one wrong answer and you're out. You only have a few seconds to give us an answer. Last person standing is our Ask Me Another grand winner. And your prize... They Might Be Giants will provide you with a free subscription to their brand new dial song direct service. New music all year long. You are welcome. Here we go. Kim, ugly man.
0: Pretty woman. Pretty
3: woman's right. <laughs> Sam, live easy. Die hard. That's right. Josh, forward to the past. Back to the future. That's right. Steven, nice boys. Mean girls. That's right. Kim, the bad, the good, and the handsome.
0: The good, the bad, and then the ugly. Yes, the good, the bad, <laughs> and
3: the ugly is right. Sam, sit by you. Stand by me. That's right. Josh, low midnight. High noon. High noon is right. Steven, The noise of the lions. Could you repeat that? The noise of the lions. The sound of the silence of the lambs. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Kim, hate potentially.
0: Love actually. That's right.
3: (laughs) Sam, wonderful employees. Horrible bosses. That's right. Josh. Abstinence and the country Sex and the city That's correct (laughs) Stephen Know who's going to breakfast
1: I have absolutely no idea
3: Oh sorry Stephen Step aside Let's see if Kim knows Who's coming to dinner I can't just take that How about you Sam Can you give me
1: Guess who's coming to dinner Guess
3: who's coming to dinner is correct We've got to say goodbye To Stephen and Kim And we're already down To Josh and Sam. Josh. Front door. Rear window. Yes. (laughs) Sam. Nothing about Adam. Something about Mary? No, no,
1: not something something about
3: about Mary. Josh, nothing about Adam.
1: All about Eve?
3: All about Eve is correct. Josh, you are our winner. Congratulations.
0: You will get a free year-long membership to They Might Be Giants' Dial-A-Song service. Well done. Congratulations. And one more hand for They Might Be Giants. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to be a contestant, find us on Facebook or Twitter. Just look around for NPR Ask Me Another. And you can be a puzzle player anytime, any place by downloading our podcast from iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. To see us live, just go to amatickets.org. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is John Chineski. Hey, my name anagrams to Oh Hack Ninjas. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Now Jolta Cannon. Our puzzle editor is Art Chung. Additional puzzle writing by Kyle Beakley, Eric Feinstein, Greg Lightman, Karen Lurie, Jim Newman, Greg Pliska, and David Levinson-Wilk. Ask Me Another is produced by Jesse Baker, Josh Rogeson, Eleanor Kagan, Denny Shin, and our intern, Aaron James, along with Portia Robertson-Migas and Eric Newsom. We are recorded by Damon Whittemore, Kristen Moeller, and David Hurtgen. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, The Bell House. Hot Heel Blues. And our production partner, WNYC. I'm Haripe begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Next time on Ask Me Another, we talk to the director of Bridesmaids, Paul Feig, about funny women. I go to the
1: movies and I see like a male comedy and all the,
0: those funny women aren't
1: being funny. They're being like the mean girlfriend or the wife who's a drag. And it's like, well, that's not cool. I just want all these funny women to be stars.
0: Join me, Ophira Eisberg, and Paul Feig on NPR's Ask Me Another.